Amen and amen. Good afternoon again, Central Park Baptist Church. If you're able to rest upon your feet, we would like for you to join us in singing hymn 288. Hymn 288. Everybody ought to know. Amen. <laughs> hymn 288.655 if you're able to join us for hymn 655 there's sunshine outside definitely we've had many many back-to-back -back days of 100 plus degree weather but guess what if you're a born-again child of God 
There's also sunshine in your soul. Amen. M655. There is sunshine in my soul today, more glorious and bright than hills in any earthly sky, for Jesus is my light, oh there, sunshine, blessed sunshine, when the peaceful, happy moments roll. There is music in my soul today, a carol to my King, and Jesus listening can hear a song I cannot sing. Oh, there's sunshine, blessed sunshine, when the peaceful happy moments roll when Jesus shows the smiling face there is sunshine in my soul there is springtime ah, there is springtime in my soul today for when the Lord is near the dove of peace sings in my heart the flowers of grace soul today and hope and praise and love for blessing which he gives me now for joys laid up above oh there's sunshine blessed sunshine with the peaceful happy moments you're here this afternoon in our two o'clock service. It's exciting already today. God has blessed in so many ways, and I hope you've got a blessing this afternoon as the uh, as the, the Miller family sang for us, and I, I know I, I'm looking forward to seeing their video here in just a few moments. Amen. I want to encourage you to, uh, to, to remember, uh, what do I want us to remember? Ladies Bible Study Tuesday, August 9th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Ladies Bible Study uh, uh, Tuesday, August 9th. That's next Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. 
Uh, you do not have to be a, a member, ladies, to right. attend this Bible study. Right. Any Bible study or prayer time or open service we have, no one has to be a member. Right. Amen. Right. We right. just want you to come and grow in the knowledge and of the, of the Word of God. It's good to have the Miller family with us. They'll be, again, singing in a little while and, and showing their video. I hope that you get a chance to go around and look at their table. Got to uh, get, get a prayer card for them if you didn't get one already so you can pray for them as they continue to raise their 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 funding to go back to to mexico amen and get a work a great work done for for the lord jesus christ they're like we are amen first of all they're a little bit on the side just like we are amen and uh they're just fun to be around but most importantly they love the lord they love the bible they're soul winners they care about the lost. They want to get folks trained and, and right. into place. So with that in mind, don't forget about Saturday soul winning. Saturday soul winning, 8.30 in the morning, or 9.30 in the morning, this, uh, this Saturday. I want to encourage you as many as you can to be here for the purpose of winning the lost to Christ. Thank you for being here. And Pastor, you come. One thing we Baptists do, and we do it often, we eat. We take up an offering. Amen. And, yep, you guessed it, since we've already ate, that only leaves one thing left. Take up an offering, amen? And uh, so let's pray, and I don't want to uh, take away the Miller's time. I want to give them time to sing a couple, but I don't want him to have to rush. He had to rush a little bit this morning, and I enjoyed the preaching, so I want to make sure he has plenty of time to preach this afternoon. So uh, let's have a word of prayer, and that's the Lord's blessing on the offering. We'll get right back in the service. Dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day. Uh, it's been a good day, Lord. I, I pray, Father God, that you'll please help us and strengthen us, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'd protect us, Lord. I was thinking a moment ago that, God, after days of victory like this, oh, Satan comes and tries to rob us of, uh, of the uh, victory. He tries to rob us in our thoughts, Lord. And so I pray, God, that tomorrow that we will, uh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, you'll rebuke Satan for us and God, that we'll just uh, realize that there's always victory in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we give you praise for that. So, Lord, bless today. Bless the offering. Bless the gift and the giver, Lord, and may we use this for the furtherance of the gospel of the cause of Christ in this place, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you come.
have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though no one join me, still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. Though no one join me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me, no turning back, no turning back. El decidido, seguirá Cristo. El decidido, seguirá Cristo. El decidido, seguirá Cristo. No vuelva atrás, no vuelva atrás. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now? To follow Jesus, will you decide now to follow Jesus? No turning back, no turning back.
can't count them. There's not enough time. So I'll just thank him for being so kind. God has been good, so good. I have been blessed. Arms that will raise, a voice that can talk, hands that can touch, legs that can walk, ears that can listen, eyes that can see. I've got to praise him as long as I breathe. I
want to say thank you once again so much. We are honored. We have been truly blessed. Uh, thank you, Pastor White, for allowing us to be here. We are, we know who we are, folks. Um, we are not super spiritual superheroes. Uh, we are, <laughs> we have feet of clay. And uh, if you were to spend any length of time in the Miller household, you would discover that we are flawed, uh, carnal, uh, uh, sinners saved by grace, just like everybody else. And we stand before you here today to say that we are unprofitable servants, doing that which God has called us to do, our duty. And uh, we do love our Lord, and we do feel a debt that we, we want to obey him, and uh, we want to please him, even though we're not perfect. Uh, we want to do our part. We humbly once again ask that you would pray for uh, Mexico. We're going to show our video here in just a moment. One quick thing I want to mention, if you do like our music, and we, we believe in having good music, the Lord allowed us, gave us the privilege of recording a very fine quality CD of music. It's called So Many Blessings. Uh, we have this available to, uh, for a donation of any amount. So this is separate from the land fund. Although we have decided that uh, what comes in for these CDs, we will put in the land fund. But this, there's no set amount, okay? So whatever the Lord lays on your heart as you can. We want you to have good music. And if you're, our music has been a blessing to you and you really want to have some more, <laughs> uh, that's, that's available. So I'm not a techie. Uh, when I did deputation over 20 years ago, the first time as a bachelor missionary, <laughs> um, I had a Kodak slide projector, you know. My, how things have progressed. This is our uh, attempt at a video presentation that I hope will be a blessing to you. So, fellas, if you're ready, we can show that. It's not narrated because I hate my voice. But you can read along.
green light. Praise the Lord. Turning your Bibles this afternoon one more time to the book of John, chapter number four. Thank you for the privilege um, to be here. So would you stand if you if you're able? And this is a uh, somewhat familiar passage. It's the familiar passage of the woman at the well. We're not going to go into depth on the actual story itself. There's a small phrase here that caught my attention. And I want to try to, uh, to transmit to you what the Lord laid on our hearts regarding this uh, short phrase. John chapter 4, verse number 1. The Bible says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And verse 4 says here, And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Um, that's Sychar is a New Testament word for the Old Testament word of Shechem. And uh, I would like to speak for a few moments on this thought in verse number four. He and he must needs go through Samaria. I love my King James Bible. Uh, it's not hard to understand. People are lazy, and uh, our society and culture in general has gotten more and more dumbed down. Uh, but but uh, I want to speak on this word here, on this phrase, he must needs go. Heavenly Father, I, I need you, Lord, one more time. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me wisdom. Thank you for this church uh, with a great spirit here. Uh, Father, bless each and every family, every person, bless preacher, uh, his family, his wife, Lord. Um, thank you for the ministry that you've given to him here. God, I pray that you would uh, bless this, the message and our time together. This is your day. And uh, I just pray that you would be honored and glorified by everything that's been done and said and what will be done and said throughout the rest of the day and then throughout the rest of the week and through the rest of our lives. May this be one more small piece uh, of the mosaic that you have created with our lives. And then once again, may Jesus Christ be uplifted, honored, glorified. And, uh, and if there's somebody not saved, I pray they get saved before it's too late. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, um, the distance from Judea, the region of Israel in the south, known as Judea, down around where Jericho and Jerusalem are. Uh, the distance from there to Galilee in the north was a distance of about 70 miles or a two and a half days walk. Boy, I'm glad we've got cars. Of course, driving with a family of 10 in a 15-passenger van week after week after week after week. Um, I mean, it's... It's convenient. I'm glad I'm not walking, but uh, praise the Lord. Amen. So, uh, the, so it says here that Jesus decided to leave Judea and depart again into Galilee, verse number 3. The direct route, though, from point A to point B would lead and did lead right through the heart of a section of Israel known as Samaria. 
Now, Samaria is a region in central Israel that is populated, was populated primarily by descendants of Jews who had centuries before compromised their identity. They forfeited their heritage by intermingling and cohabitating with foreign invaders and pagan outsiders. And they allowed themselves to become worshipers of their false idols and their gods. And so the Samaritans were considered traitors and half-breeds. They were considered contaminated and were therefore despised by normal pure blood Jews. Samaria was the land of the outcasts and the rejects. It was the land of the dogs and the feeling was mutual. The hatred and the prejudice ran so deep that as odd and strange and outrageous as it sounds, the most pious And bigoted Jews, especially people like Pharisees, would not so much as step foot into Samaritan territory, even if they were just passing through. Rather, they would travel a, uh, choose to travel a much more inconvenient and hazardous road from Jerusalem, if you're looking at a map, down to Jericho. Uh, across the Jordan and up what would be the eastern bank of the Jordan River all the way up to the equivalent of Galilee and cross back over. But in doing so, this would double the distance and the time to travel from two days to four by going completely around the entire region just to avoid becoming defiled and unclean by getting the dust of Samaria on their feet. But in our text, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says Jesus must needs go through Samaria. The phrase is unique. It kind of catches you off guard. It's not a usual phrase that we hear. But I believe that there is a hidden sweetness behind these words that inspires me. And this interesting phrase, must needs, that those two words are used 14 times in the King James Bible. And I believe that its meaning gives us a much deeper appreciation and understanding of our story. So what exactly does it mean? He must needs go. Well, if you were to take the word must, that word by itself means uh, uh, something that is unavoidable. Uh, An indispensable duty, requirement, or obligation. It's a must. Must. And then you take the word need. That word by itself means something that is necessary or essential. Or to be necessary or essential. So a verb, it's to be necessary or essential. Noun means something that is necessary or essential. So... Uh, The idea that is given here between these two words or these two words put together means basically 
something that is under the necessity of happening, something which must necessarily take place. It refers to something imperative or absolutely necessary, essential, or urgent, something required or destined to be done. (laughs) Yesterday, two days ago, we had chicken wings at the Miller house for supper. And I took some frozen chicken wings out of the freezer and I took the kitchen knife and I began to chop at these chicken wings. They were frozen and you know how occasionally you'll get the double where the, le- the wing uh, portion has not been fully separated from the leg portion, right? You know, you can't have that. That's just black heresy, right? You've got to have your winglets and you've got to have your drum- drumettes. And so I took the knife and I began to carve into this wing. It was frozen solid and I was cutting away at it, chopping on it and banging on it, you know, and finally got through, put it on the pan, seasoned it up good and put it in the oven, cooked it up, came out perfect as you would expect, as I demand uh, when I cook my, for my food for myself, right? And so we had a great meal. Uh, we had pizza and wings. Well, a little, <laughs> a little while later, my wife comes to me with the knife. And she noticed that in the knife, there were three rather large chunks of steel that had broken off the edges of the knife from when I was cutting that chicken. And I, she's like, what happened? And I explained to her. And she's like, okay, well, where's the metal chunks? I don't know. Right there on the cutting board, I suppose, on the counter. And she, okay, well, let's, we need to find those. So she starts looking, and she found two. And so she comes in, honey, I can only find two. Then my son, Stephen, says, well, Dad, um, I hate to tell you this, but when I was eating... I, 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 I chomped down on something that was rather hard. I, I thought it was a bone. And, you know, I mean, he's a gigantor <laughs> machine. So he's like, I just chomped it away and I swallowed it and that was that. So I was like, oh, man. And uh, my wife's like, honey, you, you need to take him to the emergency room. I was like, I mean, I suppose I could get by with seven kids. I mean, an emergency room visit. It was 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, really? But my wife persuaded me. She's, she's the smart one. And so we, we made a trip to the emergency room. Now, now, come to find out after it was all said and done, they didn't, they, we didn't find it. They didn't, they did an x-ray. They did not see that. So that was a good thing. Still, the remaining mystery piece has not been discovered, but we're not that worried about it anymore because the doctor said that, believe it or not, you can swallow some chunks of metal and your body is very good at passing those through uh, without going into too much details, but... um, (laughs) You know, you, you, there's not a lot they can or would do until or unless you were to have severe, inter- you know, bleeding. Uh, I don't mean to get too detailed here, but 
uh, he just said, you know, it, it's probably not that big of a deal. We've had children actually swallow tacks and nails and nothing happened. So you're, you're probably in the clear. Just keep an eye on it. So anyways, all that to say, folks, urgent, urgent. We had an urgent moment there. At least we thought it could be. And so better safe than sorry, right? And so uh, to get back here, uh, something that is essentially urgent, somebody who must needs is compellingly controlled, consumed by, and completely committed to a crucial command. Did you follow? Here's another one for you. Somebody who must needs is deliberately and dutifully determined, driven, and decidedly devoted to a demanding directive. I think you get the picture. But just in case, somebody who must needs is passionately, purposefully, and positively persuaded to perform a powerful and prevailing premier's preferred prerogative. Now, if you didn't understand all of that, just get the video, go back and watch it. But ladies and gentlemen, all that to say... That Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master and Savior, lived his life according to one principle. He was holy and unconditionally submitted to the will of his heavenly Father. His motivation, his driving force was absolute and complete obedience to his heavenly father. He said, Jesus, in John chapter 5, verse number 30, you can just turn over a page if you're still there in John. He said in John chapter 5, verse 30, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. Because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. By the way, you hear a lot of people in today's society say, Oh, you can't, don't judge, you can't judge, don't judge me. No, 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 the Bible says to judge righteous judgment. And if you're doing the will of your Father, and the Holy Spirit is prevailing in your spirit and in your, and in your self, when you, God will give you the judgment the correct judgment to perceive some things uh, and to make decisions based on that judgment. And it will be just, amen. Because why? Because you're not seeking your own will, but the will of your heavenly father. He said, and turn over another page to John chapter 6, verse 38. He said, for I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Turn over two more pages to John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50. He said, for I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And may I just say, God has given us a commandment that I hold here in my hand and you hold in your hands. What you should do and say and speak, that was free. And he said, I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So understand this. Jesus lived a must-needs life. There was no fluff, no frills, no frivolity, and no fiddling around. There was a must-needs 
for every act that he did and for every word that he spoke. And there was a must needs for every place he traveled all the way to and including Calvary. So why must he needs go through Samaria? Ladies and gentlemen, it was not to save time. Yes, that was the shortest route. It was not about convenience or practicality or efficiency. That was not his motivation. No, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't go through because it was the popular thing to do. Uh, not because he took a poll and it was the opinion of the majority of the disciples. Uh, no, in fact, going through Samaria was the decidedly unpopular thing to do most of his friends would have suggested he not go through Samaria but my dear brethren the reason he must needs go through Samaria was that he had been sent by his father on a critical mission to change somebody's life forever Amen. And he was bound and determined to complete that mission. Folks, from all of eternity, it had been ordained that he should go through Samaria. The, ladies and gentlemen, as long as it was his father's will for him to get to that particular place to accomplish that particular miracle in the life of that particular person, although it involved effort and fatigue, although it involved stress uh, and strain, he would not be sidetracked and he would not be stopped. Amen and amen. By the way, I'm glad that I'm a particular person. And I'm glad that you're a particular person because God cares about particular people and everyone is a particular person. Somebody needed Jesus, amen? And God had sent him down into the world to seek and to save not just a part of the world, not just Galilee, not just Jerusalem, not just Judea, but unto Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. And praise God, hallelujah, there's no distinction between Jews and Samaritans and Greeks or Gentiles. Jesus came into the world to seek and to save sinners. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 1 verse 15. And so Jesus, listen now, he crossed every barrier of that day. He crossed over racial lines. He crossed over religious lines. He crossed over social lines. He crossed over political lines. He crossed over lines drawn between men and women to keep a divinely appointed engagement with a single poor lost sinner. And my friends, thank God Jesus knows the, the precious value of a single soul. Amen. He didn't live to please himself, but to seek and to save the lost, as we said this morning. And he said, I must needs go through Samaria, folks, because God so loved her. Just as he so loves the whole world, that he sent his only begotten son into the world, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. And so God's love... Hallelujah for God's love. It allowed for no other way than but for him to must 
needs go through Samaria. Amen. That's what moved him. That's what motivated him. That was the will of his father then for him. And that is the will of our father now for us. The Miller family, amen. And every God-called missionary family. But dare I say, every missions-minded church as well. And missions-minded family. We need, folks, now more than ever, we need some must-needs-go kind of Christians. Amen. To go some places. To go through some things. To reach some people. Amen. But we are too consumed with comfort and convenience and with ease and entertainment. But Jesus was obsessed with and possessed by a particular prevailing passion and a powerful pressure, which was the will of God, the command of God, and the call of God on his life. Amen. And Jesus said in John chapter 20, verse 21, near the end of the book, he said unto them again, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I stand before you here today. Every time I see that video, I've seen it a hundred, two hundred plus times. And I tell you, I get fired up. I must needs go. I mean, I must needs get there. <laughs> Amen. Uh, folks, uh, we need some Christians that are willing, willing to follow the Holy Spirit's leading and his guidance and his direction, letting him navigate, letting him have control to do his will, to go where he leads, to speak what he says, to give what he asks. Amen. You're looking at a God called missionary family. And we love to be a part of your team. We love for you to be a part of our team. Amen. This is our motivation. This is our agenda. We must needs go. And we need some Christians that must needs have that idea, folks, that where it's not just, uh, 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 it's not about feelings or emotions or desires. There, and it's not an inclination or a druthers or a tendency. We need some Christians that have a must needs go spirit. That's not just a preference or a propensity, not a proneness or a partiality, not a penchant or a predilection or proclivity or a process. When you have a must needs on your heart, it can't be muffled muzzled ignored or overridden you can't fake it flake it flee it forego it or forget it there's no other option or alternative there's no say or choice in the matter i must needs go there's no substitutions there's no ifs ands or buts there's no insteads rather thans maybe nots or on second thoughts. When God lays a must needs on your heart, it can't be controlled, contained, canceled, curbed, or covered up. You can't check it or choke it, quell it or quash it, and you can't quit it. It can't be dampened or deadened, defied, denied, ducked, dodged, drowned out, or deterred. You're just like Elihu in the book of Job chapter 32, verses as 18 through 20, who was sat there listening to a bunch of old codgers going back and forth. And he finally had enough. And he said, I got, he said in verse 18, he said, for I am full of matter 
The spirit within me constraineth me. Behold, my belly is as wine, which hath no vent. He said, there's something that's boiling up inside that I got to get outside. He said, it's ready to burst like new bottles. I will speak that I may be refreshed. He says, I got to get it out. I will open my lips and answer. I cannot contain it any longer. He said, I have something inside of me. I can't hide it, help it, halt it, or hold it back. I can't hush it or shush it or shut it up, shut it in, shut it down, shut it out. I can't shake it, shirk it, shy away from it or shrink from it. I can't stop it, stifle it, skip it. Or sidestep it. I can't smother it, soften it, sit on it, sit still, or slow down. Amen. He's like Jeremiah. Jeremiah had a must needs on his heart when he said in Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9. He said, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. But his word was in my heart has a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay amen he said I can't suppress it repress it restrain it refuse it or run away from it I can't brush it off bury it beat it down calm down settle down simmer down no 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 way jose it won't be neglected negated or neutralized i can't turn my back on it turn a blind eye to it tune it out pass it up or pay it no mind i can't get out of it get away from it or get it out of my head i just gotta i just gotta go and get her done like the apostles said in Acts chapter 4, verse 20, when they said, yeah, y'all calm down now. Stop preaching in the name of Jesus. He's dead. We got rid of him. Y'all are creating too much of a fuss. And they said in Acts 4, 20, hey, too bad, fellas, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And the apostle Paul, he had a must needs on his heart. When he said, 1 Corinthians 9, 16, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me, is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Folks, uh, that's what we're looking for today. That's what you're looking at today. Amen. Amen. Je Jesus said himself in Luke chapter 2, verse 49, he said, as a teen, teenage young person, he said, how is it that you sought me? Wished you not that I must be about my father's business? We need some teenagers. We need some young people that have a, I have a, I must be about my father's business. Amen. Folks, and then a little while or a good while later in his ministry, Towards the end of his life, he said in John chapter 9, verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work, folks. And so as missionaries, we're living a must-needs life. There's no turning back. Hey, we're, going, we're willing to go to the danger zone. We're willing to go there where people would say, I'm not going there. But we're willing, because God has 
place, the must needs, because we know that God has some divine appointments for us down there. Uh, may, may I be so bold as to say I believe God has some divine appointments for you right here. Amen. Somebody needed Jesus. Amen. Somebody who has social problems. Maybe they have spousal problems. Uh, maybe they have, well, they definitely have spiritual problems. Folks, we need to get the must needs back in our witnessing. Amen. And so that's what we are here. Now, listen, the devil's going to do everything he can to get you off track. But stay on track. Stay on the track and the detrack is to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Amen. Who's the Samaritan in your life? That needs the Lord. Folks, we need some Christians with a must-needs attitude, and it starts now, today. You say, well, well, I'm I'm already here. Man, I even came back for the second service. Listen, man, this... this, (laughs) We got to step step up our game. This is nothing. This is just preparation for you to get out there and, 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 and stir, stir up, stir it up for Jesus. All right. Amen. Would you bow your heads? Close our eyes. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we need you today. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity.
Thank you. 